Well, welcome to episode number 13 of the Dads on Tap podcast. It's our first podcast of 2024, and it's an honor to have you listening and learning with us today. So thank you for joining us. My name is Scott Maudsley, and I'm the host for our podcast and also the founder of Dads on Tap, a nonprofit I started to help craft better dads. If you want to learn more about the work we're doing or our mission, feel free to check us out at dadsontap.com. We are going to have a fantastic conversation today about the dad mission with a gifted and accomplished executive coach who has been a friend of mine since our days together in college. He is a leader of leaders. He is passionate about helping people discover who their best selves are. He's also a very passionate advocate for diversity and inclusion, and he also happens to be my personal executive coach. Jay Parsons, welcome to the Dads on Tap podcast. Thanks, Scott. It is kind of mind-blowing. Like, Who would have ever thought 30 years ago when we were sitting at the, on the bald spot in Lynchburg, Virginia, that we would be together on a Dads on Tap podcast? Kind of crazy. We're life allegiant. Well, and I'm going to get to that in a second because I'm going to circle back to that and just talk about where we got reconnected. But man, you got so much great experience in helping leaders find their passion and their life focus. And we're going to tap into, pun intended, that wisdom today to help us craft some dads. But I do want to share, it is kind of a great story of how we got reconnected. Jay and I were good friends in college. And, you know, as happens, you graduate, you kind of go your different directions. When we graduated way back 30 years ago, there was no Facebook, no Instagram, no social media, right? (laughs) So we just kind of lost track of each other. And we did reconnect through social media and just kind of didn't really talk or just followed each other a bit. So I'm at a basketball tournament for my son, but I guess, man, it's probably going on two years ago now. I think it's two years ago this spring. And we had some downtime. It was in Louisville. And of course, when we had some downtime, I'm like, man, I'm going to go check out the local bourbon store. You know, I, I enjoy a little bit of bourbon. And, and so I went down to the bourbon store and I'm walking down one of the aisles. And all of a sudden, from beside me, I hear Scott Maudsley. I turn and there's Jay Parsons, two Liberty boys catching up on the bourbon aisle in Louisville. How about that? And may I tell you, it's not only so great to reconnect with you, Jay, and to rekindle that friendship, but also, man, you had a kind of a leading that you followed to invite me into a process with you that took some things that I, that some things I knew, some things I didn't know about myself, and really helped to shape my life mission, my purpose for existing. And man, I just want to say thank you. Thanks for your investment in me. It's super meaningful. Loved every minute of it and have loved every minute since. It's been great. Well, the statement that you helped me craft, I exist to curate meaningful connection through caring development with a restful presence, is really the reason why I do this podcast. It's my mission as a dad. It's, you know, it's really the essence of who I am, man. So the conversation we're going to have today about being the dad on mission, man, you've helped me to shape that in some in some powerful ways. I appreciate the opportunity to do it because like you, I have a mission for my life, right? I exist to develop wholly integrated individuals and teams through strategic open-minded conversations. And so that's what we did. We spent a couple of days together. And uh, when you're living your mission, uh, which I know is what we're talking about today, but when you're living your mission, life feels very full and work never feels like work because you're doing the thing you love and the thing you're designed to do. So I love that you loved our time together, but I got more out of it than you did. Well, I appreciate that, man. And then we're going to get a lot more of your thoughts and ideas today on how we can find that clarity that's necessary for us to be on mission as dads. Before we go there, I always love to begin our conversations with our guests just talking about their dads because so much of who we are is shaped by our dads. So I'd love to just 
take a moment, would you, and just tell us a little bit about your dad and maybe one of the most important things you learned from him. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in a pastor's home. My dad from before I was born until a few years ago, pastored churches all over the country. Truth be told, he probably was in the wrong vocation that whole time. But what he was great at and what he truly loved actually was counseling people. He was remarkably gifted at reading other people, identifying things in them that they couldn't see in themselves. And so one of my most vivid memories, and we used to do this all the time, he would take me to the mall and we would sit on a bench in the mall and he would have me tell him the story of people who were walking towards me. Just based on observing them, I had to make up the story of who they were, what they were about. And so he instilled in me like a real curiosity about people, about figuring out what makes them tick and why do they make the choices they make. And so I think really his gifting was in in that, but he used it in the church world instead. Well, and interesting that that's what you spend your life doing these days is kind of hearing people's stories and (laughs) figuring things out. (laughs) Yeah, I had a client recently tell me that I'm a master noticer. And it made me think back to my dad and the sitting on those benches and learning to notice things about people that others didn't notice. So yeah, that had a huge impact on me. Awesome, man. That's what what a great memory. And, And I want to make sure we give you a chance to brag on your family. So tell us a little bit about your bride. Yeah. So we'll probably touch on here a little bit. I'm probably the only podcast guest you're ever going to have who doesn't have biological kids of my own. And for that matter, I don't have adoptive kids of my own. But I have an amazing bride. We've been together for 27 years and she's my best friend. She owns her own company for the last 10 years. And one of the great joys of my life is just watching her build her business. She went from somebody who really didn't have huge dreams or aspirations for the future until she identified what she's designed to do. And then she went crazy when she figured it out. And so it's just been so fun to watch her build her business. She, her tagline for her business is she empowers those who empower kids. And so she works with nonprofits all over the country. And actually, I guess now, yeah, all over the country and maybe around the world, they're working on that with nonprofits that empower people who work with kids and uh, do a lot of mentoring and things like that. So her name's Karigwin, phenomenal, amazing woman. I could spend the next six hours talking about her if you want. We'll come back for another podcast on that one. How about that? (laughs) Krigwin is awesome, man. I've had a chance to spend time with you both. And and I just, I love your guys' relationship. I I love following you on social media, man. I get to see all the interesting adventures (laughs) that you guys get to do. We have a good time. The adventures in the Ville, that's what we call it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, you mentioned, by the way, I will tell you, we've actually had other guests that don't have children. We had last year a friend of mine that has a podcast with her dad that talked about the power of a dad's influence in a daughter's life. So you're not the original, man. Sorry. No, I should probably listen to your podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> well, but listen, you kind of mentioned that you guys don't have biological kids or adopted kids in the traditional sense. But man, I know that you've had a lot of kids. In many ways, you've been a surrogate dad over the years in a lot of relationships. So just love for you to tell us about one of those relationships and why that's been meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. Early on when Craig and I identified that our bodies don't make babies, we started talking to our friends about realizing a lot of our friends had elementary age kids who were going to hit a point in high school when all of a sudden mom and dad weren't their go-to for advice and for wisdom. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, (laughs) sadly, but absolutely in everybody's situation. And so we made a commitment to our friends that we wanted to be so invested in their kids' lives that they saw us as a safe place to go whenever mom and dad were no longer the easy answer or the, the safest place where they, they felt they could go. And so 
I'm thinking specifically right now of a young guy named Clayton who, and we got involved in his life when he was pre, like, I guess early teens. He was going into eighth or ninth grade. And he and I just started spending a lot of one-on-one time together. We'd spend time with his parents. And now I've gotten to walk him through high school, college. He just uh, finished up his football career. He played Division II football up at Minot in South Dakota. And so we got to celebrate that with him just a couple months ago, the end of that football career. But he's reached out to me whenever he was considering somebody to marry. He reached out to me when he and his parents were going through some difficulties. His brother had a a rough year this past year and Clayton, I I got to be the guy that Clayton leaned on to think about how could he talk to his brother and give him good counsel. And so it's been a lot of listening through the years, a lot of uh, laughing at things that maybe mom and dad couldn't laugh at. And through that, though, Clayton has been a remarkable young man and it's been a a privilege and an honor to be a part of his journey. And most recently, I, I have to throw this into, I've got some other friends who are now they're in their 30s and we're in our 50s, but they've got four little kids. And uh, this past week, my wife was back in Vegas visiting them and their four-year-old daughter, Aja, who she's my little princess. She had a newspaper that was really important that got back to me. I have no idea why that newspaper is important, but Aja is my next one that I want to be available for as she grows up and want to be there to be able to help her think well about her future as well. That's awesome, bro. Well, and it's a great reminder that even as dads, the opportunity that we have as men of wisdom who care in the lives of the friends of our kids, right, or kids in the community on sports teams or other things. I mean, there's so many ways we get to influence. So, well, hey, bro, I can't think of someone better positioned and more experienced to talk about how we can find our focus and grow every day into becoming a better dad can you take a moment to take us through a little bit of your story? I mean, bro, you've been in leadership and ministry leadership. You've been in corporate leadership. You've now spent a lot of years in this executive coaching. Tell us a little about your story and about the work you do today and why it's so important for you to help people grow and get better. Absolutely. I probably have the least linear career of anybody you'll ever meet. It has kind of been bounced around a lot, but there've been some certainly some common themes in it. Real high level view of it. I've spent 15 years in executive leadership in churches, either as lead pastor or a lead team member. Churches of all sizes, anywhere from 250 to over 7,000, right? Like just all sorts of different hats I wore through those years, lots of leadership lessons I learned, but also spent a decade in executive leadership with UPS. And during my time there, I had the privilege of leading the largest turnaround in UPS history, took a, a package center that was actually the worst ranked center in the Western region. And uh, a year later, we were the top ranked center in the world. And through that, it's really where I identified really what my true skill set is in developing other leaders, empowering them, setting them free to do what they're designed to do. And I learned to use those skills my dad had given me to read people, to identify their talents, uh, the talents of the different managers who worked with me, and to be able to help them see themselves in a way that allowed them to to go and make a real difference. And so for the next four years at UPS, after we made that turnaround, we were the top ranked center in the world. And we kept sending out new leaders from that team to take over other package centers around the country. And then again, eventually around the world to make that kind of an impact. So I'd done that for years, had a lot of what would be called success, but in all honesty, probably felt a little off internally the whole time, always kind of feeling like, is there something more? Is there something different that I should be doing? And everybody around me, though, is like, Jay, you're, you're having all the success. Why aren't you happy? So my wife and I, uh, I'm going to tell this story real fast, but my wife and I, in October of 2019, we were in Key West and we were on one of those open air trams where they drive you around the island and they tell stories and all that kind of stuff. 
riding around. I, I lean over to my wife and I'm like, when I retire, that's what I want to do, right? You get to be outside all day. You tell stories. Nobody cares if they're true, right? Like you just live in your best life in the island. She laughed it off. And then a little later in the day, we were sitting at lunch and she's like, Jay, you're way too industrious. So that was cute. But how are you going to spend retirement? I want, I want to know. And it was like a lightning bolt went into my head in that moment. And in like two seconds, I knew the answer. I was like, hey, for me, a great day in retirement is I'd work out in the morning, I'd read a good book, and I'd spend my afternoon sitting across the table from leaders, helping them discover and take the next right step. And she looked me in the eye and said, then why aren't you doing that now? What are you waiting on, buddy? <laughs> exactly. Bam. And so uh, a few months later, COVID hits, all sorts of interesting things happen as a result of that. I start watching a lot of people going through what I was going through of trying to identify, hey, I've had all the success. Why am I not happy? And so I curated a system that I walked you through where we circle a person's life to help them identify really what are they wired and designed to do. And so in the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I launched Haya Consulting. And really, it's a lot of things we offer. But at the end of the day, I try to help develop leaders. That's where my passion and my heartbeat is, but also just developing humans by helping them strip away the false narratives that they've allowed to be foisted upon them in their lives and help them discover their own unique design and wiring and then lean into it. So that's my leadership journey for the last 30 years in about what, a minute and a half. There you go, man. Well, <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Actually, at the end, I want to make sure that we have an opportunity. I want to make sure that our audience has an opportunity to get connected to you. And I, I'm going to be a poster child for the work you do. So we'll come around to that at the end. But Hold on. Does that mean that is my website not flashing across the screen right now? <laughs> we don't want to distract them from what you're saying, Jay. <laughs> but I may just plug it in here and there. You know, you could just say it randomly. <laughs> there we go. Iaconsulting.com. Okay. <laughs> Guerrilla marketing. <laughs> well, hey, so that's fantastic. And bro, just it's, there's so many directions we could go. But let me dive into a few questions here to get us started. The reason why we started Dads on Tap and the reason why dads come to breweries all over our region and the reason why dads listen to this podcast is because I think every dad that's connected to Dads on Tap would say right now that they want to become a better dad, but we often get stuck and distracted. So even though the intent might be there, you and I both know intent alone is not always enough. So with so much coming at us as dads these days, I would love to just ask you, with your expertise, where do we start or where can we start as dads with getting focused and clear about the impact that we actually want to have? At HayaConsulting.com. There, yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. There's a special code for a discount. <laughs> no, I mean, in all seriousness, and this is going to sound like another joke, but where I would suggest you get started is at the Cheesecake Factory. You ever looked at a Cheesecake Factory menu and it's just this overwhelming number of options in front of you? And it's like, unless you are the most decisive person on the planet, you're just sitting there like flipping through it. And I think that's what a lot of dads are focused on, right? Like a million things coming at you, dozens of different ideas, dozens of different possibilities, all sorts of different directions you could go as a dad. And just like that Cheesecake Factory menu, you got to narrow it down. And so I learned a long time ago, and I truthfully, it's been a long time since I've been to Cheesecake Factory, but I learned a long time ago, I got to pick one page and focus on what's there and figure out what is the thing that I'm most interested in eating while I'm here. And as a dad, I'd say, hey, narrow it down, figure out in 2024, what's the one big thing you're going to go after? And then ask yourself, what has to be true this year for me to accomplish that with my kids? 
and then put something in front of yourself every single day that's going to remind you of what that is. That's the, because it's not the same for every dad. There's a reason the Cheesecake Factory menu is so big. People like all sorts of different things. There's millions and millions of different dads who have millions and millions of different things they need to accomplish this year with their kids. Figure out what's your one thing. Figure out what has to be true this year to accomplish it. And then find a way to remind yourself every day that that's what you're going after. That's awesome, man. You know, in fact, a couple of weeks ago on social media, I shared that I have that practice of picking a word every year and then putting a bracelet on. So my bracelet and word is consider, you know, and it's to think deeply and intently about, you know, but Jay, I love that answer because it is oftentimes so overwhelming just to go, man, I got all these, you know, whether you have one kid or five kids, right? There's so many things going on and there's so many responsibilities and so many that it's just easy probably just to kind of let it slide and then glide into it. You know, when you think about, I'm curious in, in your, with your life and with that intention, what's a bit of the process that you go through as you think about, you know, on a yearly basis where you want to focus your attention and, and the intentions that you have? What does that look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. I go through a process. I really go through it on a consistent basis. But when I'm looking at a new year, I look back over the past year. I have a journal that I keep all year long and I look back at, at some different things that stood out to me as moments that really were meaningful to me. And I'll jot down several of them and sometimes it's eight or 10, sometimes it's only four or five, but it's these moments that really rose to the top. They touched something deep in my soul and they resonated in a significant way. And so then I started asking myself the question, what's the common theme here? And usually... There was something in each of those things that made it so significant. And I can almost always identify a thing. And here, I mean, the flip side of that is about three years ago, it was actually the things that rose to the top were some negative situations I had found myself in. There were some things at times I disappointed myself in how I responded. And my word for the year became gentleness because I realized the common theme and the things I hadn't done well wasn't gentle. And, and so that became my word for the year. And Usually, it's a more positive theme that runs through. And I say, hey, I want to figure out how do I amplify, maximize, optimize that this coming year. And that's how I go about doing it. That's great. So based on the work you've done with a lot of leaders, what would you say are some of the most common mistakes that are made when it comes to finding or I guess maybe missing the clarity that we need to be a successful dad? What have you seen as trends? What are the things that keep us or the mistakes we make that keep us from that? Absolutely. There's one that keeps rising to the top for me over and over again, because within the work I do, I sit with people and we look at what we call the trajectory shifts of their lives, the major moments. And in doing that, we uncover all these false narratives that people have bought into. And I think that's really the big thing we end up doing that misses the clarity is we let somebody else define what success looks like for us. So again, it's almost like going to Cheesecake Factory and letting somebody else tell us what's good on the menu. When we don't know what their taste buds are like, right? Like we don't know if they even like the same foods we do, but we let them tell us what's good on the menu. And I think the same thing happens with us as, as people in general, but as dads in particular, right? Whether it's a TV show that you watch and that tells you, well, great dads do this. Or truth be told, you can listen to podcasts like Dads on Tap and you hear somebody else's story and you start thinking, well, I need to be them. No, you need to be you. And so it's that, that one thing that comes up for me all the time in talking with leaders, the way it's termed is imposter syndrome. They feel like they're faking their way into being a leader. I think a lot of guys think they're faking their way into being a dad. And it's because they're comparing themselves to other dads instead of being the dad they were wired and designed to be. That's great, bro. You know, it's, I heard a term years ago that I've often used and it just it was kind of brought to mind when you said that. 
that with, whether it's listening to another dad talk something on a podcast, right, or reading a book or seeing someone we respect, that we have to let that inform us, but not define us. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a great way to say that. And so often we put try to put on that same mantle and it just doesn't work for us. Right. So when you think about dads, and you think about the conversations that you've had, you've had conversations with leaders who are dads, who are moms, who are grandparents, you know, fill in the blank and play every role. If we got specific to dads and some of the conversations that you've had, is there one or two changes or tweaks that you would hope every dad would make for us to become more successful dads? What's some of the trends you've seen? What stands out to you about things that we should be thinking about and changes we should be making? So I'm going to answer this a little bit differently for your podcast listeners than I might, depending on who's sitting in front of me. But I'm going to make an assumption that because they're listening to a Dads on Tap podcast, because they're maybe involved in, in one of the different groups that you've got set up you know, at, at different breweries and things like that, that they're in the process of trying to become a better and better dad, right? So I'm starting with that. That is my baseline. And so I'm going to say something that's going to sound really weird, but it's this. You've got to learn to be selfish in a few things so that you can be selfless in all the others. One of the dangers that so many dads do is if they're trying to be great dads is they are selfless 24-7. They are always defaulting to what does my kid need? What does my partner need? What does my work need? What does my community need? And they keep putting their own needs on the back burner. And so when it comes to being a dad, I'd say, hey, learn to be selfish in a few things. We talk a lot about in, in the work I do, replenishment cycles. How do you care well for yourself physically? How do you care well for yourself intellectually, emotionally, and even at a soul level? How do you make sure that your well is always full, that you're coming with your best energy? And if you can learn to prioritize your needs and make sure that you're showing up as a healthy version of you, well, now you're going to actually be your best self when you're with your kids. You're going to actually probably find you're going to regret less of the things you say and do because you're going to be less inclined to have those emotional outbursts that sometimes come whenever we're mentally, emotionally, physically depleted and we're not at our best with our kids. So I tell you, learn to be selfish in a few things. It's that it's when you're on the airplane and they tell you, put your oxygen mask on first and then take care of your kids. Same thing. Take care of your health in all areas of life so that you have everything you need to be able to bring your best for your kids. Yeah, Jay, that's awesome, man. It is so true. It's so easy just to get caught up in all the responsibilities and all the hats we have to wear that we forget that, man, you know, I got to take a deep breath here. And maybe for some, it's even figuring out what it is that they enjoy, right? Or for a lot of us, it's like, I kind of know the things that fuel me. But I bet a lot of dads are sitting out there and they're like, Jay, man, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I'll tell you, if you're looking and trying to figure that stuff out and you've got some time to read and you're somebody like the great book called The Power of Full Engagement that I'll walk you through. It's a whole study that was done by the sports psychologists on how to maximize your energy in every situation. And so it's just a great way to figure out what it is you love, what's going to be the dopamine hit for you that increases your energy, your level of enthusiasm, your level of engagement. So that when you've got that time with your kids, they're getting the absolute best version of their dad, not some leftovers from his job or leftovers from the fight he had with somebody else or whatever. It's just the absolute best dad they could get. That's awesome. So the powerful engagement, we'll make sure we include that in the show notes. And then obviously there's reading it, there's the audiobook side. And I tell you, just a little life hack that I've discovered in the last year is, is when I see a book or an author that has an interesting title, oftentimes I'll go search a podcast and see if they were interviewed somewhere. 
just to listen to the interview and see if, okay, is this, what do they have to say? And is this worth me pursuing? Right. So I love that. That book sounds great. I need to get that. (laughs) So you mentioned this earlier in regards to the outlet that you have been for some parents as kind of a surrogate father figure or just another mature adult. I want to look, can we turn our attention there for a few minutes when we talk about engaging our kids? What are some of the thoughts that you have for us on, from your coaching experience about how we as dads can better coach our kids toward clarity around their lives and future? I mean, when you were sharing, one thing that stood out to me is we better make sure as our kids get older that they have other mature adults in their life that we trust that can speak into their lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know this better than I do because you've seen your kids through multiple stages of life, right? The the advice would be different based on the stage of life. However, I think that there are at least two or three things. I'm making this up as I go. So I think there are probably two or three things. Informed by a lot of wisdom though, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I think it comes, I mentioned those trajectory shifts earlier. So I spend a lot of time sitting with people and having, they map, we do a kind of a life map where they will tell me the highs and lows of their life. And something that is missing, I think I can identify two or three things that are missing in the low points in people's stories and that are present in the high points of their stories, specifically when it comes to their dads. And one is the most obvious one of all, and that's just presence, right? Be present for your kids. And when I say it's not just physically present, it is emotionally present. It is intellectually present. You are there. You're not just in the same space, but you're there and they know you're there for them. So that'd be the first thing whenever you're starting to coach your kids towards clarity around their lives is what you have to be in their lives. Second one, Listen to them. So many dads I meet are so energized to share their wisdom with their kids. And there's a a need for that. You also need to listen to them. You need to hear their wisdom for you. You need to hear what's on their heart, what's on their mind. I had a guy here a couple of weeks ago who leads an extremely large organization. And he was talking about his life with his his 17-year-old son. And he calls it circular apprenticeship, right? He is apprenticing his son while his son is apprenticing him on how to be a dad. He's teaching his son how to be a man. His son is teaching him how to be a dad. And it's just such a beautiful picture of his willingness to listen to his son about what does his son need? How could he be a better dad? All those kind of things. And I think maybe the third one that comes with this idea of giving your kids clarity and coaching is figure out a way to support them and let them know you're in their corner, whether they're in the corner you want them to be or not. I think a lot of dads have a picture in their heads of what their kids are going to be when they grow up. And what you have to understand is what they are now. And maybe lose a little of the future focus and prioritize, hey, I'm in your corner now. So that when the opportunities come, when they've got the bigger questions, hopefully they do have some people in their lives like me who are that extra surrogate parent. But also now they know my dad has been in my corner, whichever corner I chose, he's been in it with me all through the year. So now when I need that really important advice, I'm ready to hear it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I love that. And you know, it's, it starts young, right? Like, I think part of I have an 18 year old son who's in his final semester of high school. And now it's like, there's so many things that we've done well. And there's a few things I'm like, ah, man, I wish I had done that a little bit better. You know, I mean, that, that wisdom you had of I find as a dad that I far too often talk at my kids and not near enough with my kids, you know, and so there's still time, but man, that can start at an early age, right? Absolutely. And it doesn't just have to happen with your kids. You can do it with your partner too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry. This isn't about marriage, Jay. We're talking about being a dad. Okay. So let's get back on track. (laughs) 
There's so many more questions I can ask about that, but you know, we're about 30 minutes in. I want to move on to a little bit of a lightning round, if we can, just to ask a kind of question you with the before we do that, we haven't mentioned HayaConsulting.com in a little while. There you go. <laughs> HayaConsulting.com. HayaConsulting.com. There you go. <laughs> so lightning round, first question. What's one or two of your personal life hacks that have been effective for you in your own growth? Yeah, I think there are two that jumped to mind immediately. And one of them jumped in my mind when you just said, talking about you and Silas and how, man, there's some things I'd wish I'd done differently. Life hack number one, and this is a mantra I live by stumble in the direction of health. We have this feeling that we need to stride confidently towards whatever our goal is, whatever our future should be. And the reality is, man, if we are just stumbling forward, if we're just having our best intentions to be moving in a healthy direction, whether it's with our kids or with ourselves, give yourself the grace to stumble in the direction of health. I think the other one that comes to mind and is, is this, I haven't used the word busy to describe myself in about eight years. I replaced it. I can tell you a whole story behind it. But about eight years ago, I replaced the word busy with full. And it changed everything for me because busy has this idea of a victim mentality versus I control my future. Busy has this frenetic thing to it where full has a completion element to it. And then the other part is it helps me know what to add to my life and what not to. Because if I'm busy, what's one more thing, right? Throw it at me. I'm already busy. Why not? But if my plate is full... Now I have to prioritize. And so I've just learned to use the word busy or use the word full instead of busy to describe myself. I like that. Fantastic. Okay. So one of the things we always say at Dads on Tap is that we're not about trying to be a picture of a perfect dad. In fact, you know, we, we often say, it, especially at our brewery gatherings and sometimes on podcasts, we could spend an hour talking about the dumbass things that we've done as a dad, right? So I mean, let, so I want to ask you a question about if for you personally, if your growth is going to get stuck. What's going to cause that in your life? This is going to sound really cliche, especially for a group of guys who are good about getting together regularly. It's isolation. If I start not having a support system around me, because the reality is I can outsmart myself. I can lie to myself. I can give myself excuses. If I've got great friends and a great support system around me, they're really, and who I've given permission to be honest and to call me out on my stuff, that's a completely different thing. But uh, if I'm going to mess up royally, it's going to be because I chose to isolate that's my go-to move for screwing up my life. Yeah. And listen, a lot of dads, myself included, can relate to that. You know, it's that's the whole reason six years ago we started Dads on Tap is because dads need to have a place where they can go and they can have a conversation and they can have a beer and, you know, not feel the guilt, but feel the encouragement of other dads. Oh, yeah. I don't, I honestly don't surround myself with people who make me feel guilty. I surround myself with people who I know love me enough to tell me the truth. And those are two different things. That's awesome, man. So next question, if you could get every listener of Dads on Tap to make one change in their life, what would it be besides going to highconsulting.com? <laughs> oh, you stole my answer. No, but it is in the answer because the word Haya, the whole reason I named my company Haya is it's a Hebrew word that means to be present. And my thing with naming my company Haya is I want to be present to my clients so they can be fully present to their lives. And so I would encourage you, one of my core values is whole life integration. And what I mean by that is I know all sorts of people who are incredible at their jobs and who suck at their families. And that's not okay. You need to be every bit as present at home as you are at work. In fact, I'd say be more present at home than you are at work. Because if you care about being successful at home, you're going to be successful everywhere else. That's great, man. That's great. There was a lot in that we could unpack. We don't have time. We're going to move on to the next question. 
So you may have already answered this, but maybe there's another one that comes to mind for you. If you could get every listener of Dads on Tap to read or listen to one book, what would it be? You to listen to one book. Man, you have not figured out yet that I like to customize everything to the person sitting in front of me. And when they go to hiacoaching.com, then you can customize, Jay. Best book I've read probably in the last couple of years. Yeah, last I think came out in 2021, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Such a good book. I will throw out one more because I just can't keep it to just one. I read a phenomenal book at the beginning of 2020 before we even knew COVID was going to be a thing. And it was so important to me during that season. It's called A Beautiful Constraint. And it's about how to use adversity and the things that seem to be limiting our lives to actually open ourselves up to whole new possibilities of where things can go. And I think about as a, a dad or a parent, all the things that you have as excuses or reasons why things can't work, every single one of those is an opportunity to look for a new way to open up new avenues for your kids to be successful and to enjoy their lives. That's awesome. We'll include both those books in the show notes. So now you've got, now you've got three books that our dads have to read. So. I always tell the guys, I'm like, listen, I don't know how you grow. Yeah, they could Google them, see if anybody's done a podcast about them and listen to that. There you go. That's (laughs) exactly. That's a great idea, Jay. So listen, man, I know that you guys love a great experience. So uh, we're going to personalize this question now to your hometown. If any of our listeners ever make it to your hometown of Louisville, tell us your idea of the perfect day in Louisville, where to stay, where to eat, where to visit. Just if you're just laying out one day. What would it be? Okay, so you've only got you've got one day, so I need to maximize impact. So you're going to stay downtown. I'm going to suggest Brown Hotel. It is the like iconic hotel in Louisville. It's right downtown. Truth is, I've never stayed there, but I'm going to recommend it to you because it's iconic and it's it's in walking distance of almost everything else I'm going to mention. You're going to eat at North of Bourbon. Absolutely ranked eighth best new restaurant in 2023 in the United States right here in Louisville, called North of Bourbon. Amazing. And of course, there's bourbon. Normally, if you had more than a day, I'd say, hey, you got to go check out Churchill Downs just because you're in Louisville, right? It's one of the things we're known for, but I want to keep you downtown. I want to get all this in in one day. So you're going to go to the Louisville Slugger Museum. You know, you can check that. It's actually really, really cool, whether you're a baseball fan or not. From there, you're going to walk literally across the streets, the Muhammad Ali Museum. Incredible what it does both with his athletic career and his social activism and the different things that he cared about. Incredible museum. You can lose a day there. My wife is not a boxing fan and she loves it. But if you're a boxing fan, they just held their first ever boxing match there this week. And then you're going to walk down the street and you're going to go down Bourbon Row and you're going to check out distillery after distillery after distillery. Do the bottle your own experience at Angel's Envy. If you've got more than a day, I can give you so many places to go. But you got to check out at least a couple of bourbon distilleries while you're here. Cool. So if they go to HayaConsulting.com, you can maybe give them more ideas. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if they come and spend two days with me here at Haya Consulting, <laughs> then I can give them more ideas. There you go. I love it, man. I love it. So final question in the lightning round. Do you have a favorite go-to brew or maybe it's a go-to bourbon? Doesn't have to be just a brew, but of course, we're dads on tap. So Yeah. I anticipated this question and I was about to just laugh in your face. I'm like, I live in bourbon country, man. Like, I I can't remember the last time I saw somebody with a beer in their hand in Louisville, to be honest with you. So probably my last beer I had, you're going to be very disappointed. It was like a Sam Adams summer ale or something like that. Hey, I have to tell you, bro, one of my favorite breweries in the country is right there in Lexington. It's the Lexington Brewery and they do all kinds of barrel aged, bourbon barrel aged beers that are fantastic. 
Okay. I will check it out next time I'm in Lexington. I'll be there in May. So I'll check it out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's Lexington, not Louisville. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. But go to bourbon. It's tough. Bland's is a really a great bourbon. My new favorite, this one's a pricey one, is Blood Oath. Check out Blood Oath. I saw you got a special bottle of that recently, if I remember correctly. I did. And, and just full disclosure, we got an incredible deal on it. Because if you Google Blood Oath, you're going to think I make a lot more money than I do. Yeah, I saw it on a shelf last week and I wasn't going to be able to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so funny, man. You know, I'm, I'm mixing my, my Kentuckys up, man. Lexington, Louisville. So I need to see if there's some great breweries in Louisville. I'm sure there are. There's nothing to do in Lexington except, actually, you can go to Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is where you get your blends. Other than that, though, you got UK basketball. That's about the only thing to do in Lexington. Come to Louisville, come to Kentucky. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> More variety. Well, hey, bro, this has been great, man. As we begin to close our interview, one of the things I always say at Daz on Tap podcast is, is that listening and learning, hearing great thoughts and ideas is not enough. We have to figure out ways to put it into practice. So if we were wrapping all this up, and I know this is kind of a big question, but what would be one key question that you would close with for our dads to think about when it comes to the dad mission of our lives? If you're just saying, guys, it's kind of the final question or even thought I want to leave with you, what would that be? I think this has been baked into most of what I've said along the way today, and that would be, how can I become a better student of my kids' lives? I would encourage you to think about maybe your dad or some other leader who's been in your life. And if they had a path they wanted for you, maybe it was different than the path you wanted for yourself. And most of us have somebody like that in our lives who thought they knew what was best for us. And really, if they'd taken the time to become better students of our lives, they could have given us better, healthier direction because we're all going to mess up if, all we're, if we're left to our own devices. Your kids will mess up if left to their own devices. But if you can become a student of their life, you can then use your wisdom to guide them into what they're designed for, not what you want them to be designed for. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So dads, how can we become a better student of who our kids are and who they're called to be? I love it. Hey, bro, thanks so much. So I know it's going to be hard. You know, we haven't said anything about this, but how can listeners get connected to you if they want to follow on social media <laughs> or talk to you about executive coaching? <laughs> Again, HayaConsulting.com. That's A-A-H, consulting.com. And then Instagram, Haya underscore consulting. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. But I'm going to guess most of your listeners are more Instagram friendly than Facebook friendly. So let's go there. There you go, man. Well, and I'll just say for my personal pitch, if you're listening and you want to go deeper into this, I can't think of a better executive coach, a better experience. And I've seen a lot over my 40 years, 50 years, 40 years, I guess, around ministry world. I don't really count the first 10 because I didn't see a lot. <laughs> I was just figuring out life, right? But I tell you, that two days with you, Jay, I mean, it was immersive. It was in-depth. I mean, it was, I, mean, I think we were 15, 16 hours in just one day alone, right? I mean, it was just such a, a meaningful, deep experience. So if you're a dad that's out there and you want to go be a part of something, engage in something that's going to take you to a whole different level about understanding your purpose and why you're here, please, HyaConsulting.com. Go connect with Jay. Make sure you let him know that you connect to him through Dads on Tap because we'd love to know that connection. And man, Jay, thank you so much. And we really appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Glad I'm not the first non-parent to be on your podcast. Not the first, won't be the last, brother. So 
Hey, Dads, listen, be sure to follow us on social media at The Dads on Tap for more helpful content each day. If you have anything that you need from me, if I can serve you in any way, you heard something that you just want to follow up on, please reach out to me at Scott at Dads on Tap. I'd love to connect with you. And if you're interested in launching a Dads on Tap chapter in your community, send me a note at Scott at Dads on Tap. I'd love to tell you what it takes to launch a brand new chapter. But as we close today, I want to close as we always do. I want to challenge you to take what we have learned today and let's go be a better dad. Yeah.